What is up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of RP, where four friends sit down and review movies that you absolutely should have seen already. My name is Scott, and I am here with a few people that I work with on occasion for this podcast. Work? What's up, man? I'm Tyler. Hey, dude. Nice to meet you. <laughs> What's up, bro? I'm Zach. Hey, bro. What's up, dude? Saw, I'm Jake. Saw, dude. That has got to be the most jarring transition we've had into our theme song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How how so? You know what? I don't know. I take it back. <laughs> it, 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 it was smooth. <laughs> All I know is far across the distance and spaces between us, I know that my heart will always go on. What's that from? Uh, he just wrote that Encino right Man. Oh, <laughs> the God, movie Encino I, Man with Paul Shore. Yeah, haven't yeah, seen yeah. it. Wouldn't know. Uh, it's probably a movie you absolutely should have seen. It's from James Bond. <laughs> I've actually I've never seen a Bond movie. Yeah, we're gonna have to remedy that. Say, I'm gonna pick one of those. You guys have known the whole time, but now the audience can hold us accountable. <laughs> I've, I've never seen one either. I, well, the thing is, is like I You've have never no seen idea. a single James Bond movie. I knew Jake hadn't. Yeah. I don't know which one to pick. Like, I don't know what a good bond movie is. Cause there's been like nine different bonds and there's so many movies. Like I have no idea where to start. Quantum of solace. Probably. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Quantum of solace. Jump into the middle of a series and one of the, also the great ones, the, the one universally hated. That's a good idea. That sounds, that sounds pretty good. You want to watch that later? Today? That sounds on par for what you would probably pick for this podcast. Ouch. Yeah, Jake, can that be your next movie? Quantum of solace. Yeah. Has it been five years? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Right. It's pretty close. Yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> so well, we're doing Titanic, huh? We are doing Titanic. The, we're, uh, I could not be more bummed about it. We're, we're, <laughs> we're closing out the Dan and Athena love month, February. Ending on a low note. <laughs> Man. Uh, the, the Academy Award would disagree with you. Yeah. I, I think Dan and Athena would disagree with you. Well, maybe, may, maybe we'll talk to him later and we'll find out different. Maybe. Do they love this movie? Well, I mean, uh, I was talking to him about it uh, last week and like saying that Jake hated it or maybe Jake was telling him that they hated it and Dan was defending the movie. So yeah, the HR guys on my side, is he going to call in and defend it? I'm not sure. You know what? We'll never know. Got it. Okay. The world will never know. Uh, until the end of the podcast, then, <laughs> then they'll know. So, but he could call in in a different episode and defend it. Sure, just not you know? to. Okay, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, <laughs> like fifteen episodes later, like all right, let's bring uh, let's talk about Titanic. Yeah, like we'll we'll be we'll be in the middle of Spooktober, and then Dan will finally get around to like seeing his his like abandoned children that are, we are to him. Do you still know what your Spooktober movie is going to be? Yeah. I mean, am I supposed to say it now? Didn't you say it last Spooktober that you already had your Spooktober? Yeah. Didn't you already say Keep it, it a secret? Pod? It's fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, if, if I said it, you can look it up. Yeah. And if I didn't, you'll never know. Dang. Not even in Spooktober. Hard. Child's Play 2, right? Child's Play 2. Actually, Bride of Chucky. Got it. Yeah. Nice. Good call. Good call. Both yeah. great movies. So I uh, j- jumped into Titanic for a couple reasons. One, it's a movie you absolutely should have seen. It's oh, yeah. Super iconic. But two, I knew it was super long and that Jake and Zach would be upset about it. I just, I feel like, I don't know if you want to play this game with me because I have so many long old movies that you would hate. Don't, Jake. don't play for all of our <laughs> sakes. Don't play the Jake, game. I'm Scott. playing that game. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we're watching. It's going to hurt time you in the far West. more than ever. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. going to hurt me the most. <laughs> please, for the love of God. <laughs> 
Tune in this year where we watch Once Upon a, Once Upon a Time in the West, and you know we'll our runtime for, for twenty twenty one is going to be hours longer. <laughs> we watch The Enforcer, <laughs> but you're talking about like Once Upon Once Upon a Time in the West. You're talking about the new one, right? There's a new one. Yeah, the one that uh, Seth MacFarlane did. No, I didn't know that one. Uh, Slow West, we could watch. And Enforcer, we're going to do the Denzel Washington one, right? Yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> there, there hasn't been a remake of Slow West yet, has there? I don't think so. All right. That was what what that year old. was Slow West? Uh, like 2015 or something. Oh, okay. Then no. it was, um, who's in it? Fastbender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, just you started with these westerns that were made in like the sixties and seventies, well, the, and then jumped to two thousand fifteen. That's true. I was just thinking about a really slow, long movie. I sure, could pick, you know? got it. But speaking of westerns, because I know how much you love them, are you excited to see News of the World? I am actually the the Apple TV movie. With yeah, Tom I'm probably gonna watch it. It looks super good. Is I'm it already excited. out? I think it's out. Yeah. Oh, it's out. Yeah. Oh, I. I really want to watch that. Yeah. I've, I've heard it's really good. Yeah. I'm super excited to see that because I, I do love Westerns uh, as much as I didn't like uh, the good, the bad and the ugly. One of the better ones. Yeah. Uh, according to a lot of people. Sure. I, I just, I don't know. I just, a lot of people have some hot takes then. We're going to watch two meals <laughs> for sister Sarah later. Oh Scott. my gosh. <laughs> fine. Can you at least pick like cool be, hand Luke or something like that? No, like, remember, it only still has to be movies. The outlaw yeah. Josie Wales. <laughs> oh gosh. It still has to be movies. You absolutely should have seen. Huh? Then I guess I have to pick like, I don't know if the outlaw Josie Wales qualifies. No, but uh, I feel like uh, True Grit would qualify the original. Yes. Like that I'm, would not, qualify. I'm not as big a John Wayne fan as I am a Clint Eastwood fan, but I do like that movie. Yeah. Like Jake, hear it from me. I'm not mad that you picked those movies because I think they are movies I absolutely should have seen. Okay. I'm just mad at how bad they are. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hot take. Like how my take isn't a hot take that the good, the bad and the ugly is a great movie the, for all three lines for three hours. <laughs> you know, Tuco had a lot of lines in that movie. Who? <laughs> Tuco. <laughs> Who's that? The ugly. <laughs> he had like six minutes of screen time. He had the most screen time in the movie. No, the desert did. <laughs> Tumbleweed B. <laughs> the most screen time. <laughs> I'm gonna fight you outside. <laughs> well, I feel like Jake's gonna pay Scott back for the for his uh, good, the bad, and the ugly hot take Zach. on this one. I'm gonna pay Zach yeah, back Zach's for gonna Scott's get the, take. The, the brunt of all of it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean in this in this movie in this review. Um, so this, uh, this movie was was released uh, December nineteenth, nineteen ninety seven. Uh, written and directed by James Cameron. The other guys gave this an 89%, uh, which is pretty low considering they gave When Harry Met Sally a 91. Considering they gave Face Off a 92. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can just agree that they don't know what they're talking about. They give the notebook 53. Yeah, Yeah. they do not know what they're talking about. IMDb, though, gave it a 7.8. So the same uh, score as the notebook. Um, It did... uh, (laughs) a unfathomable amount of money. It did uh, $1,843,000,000 in original box office. And then now with its re-releases, it's at $2.2 billion in box office. So this is the most money we've done, right? It is the most money we've seen. Is this still the high, like adjusted for inflation, still the highest grossing movie of all time? No, No, not the highest anymore. Even adjusted for inflation. Endgame is now? Endgame. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. And Avatar beat it out first. And I think Star Wars. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, what's Last Jedi? The Last Jedi? 
Force Awakens. Force Awakens. I thought Force Awakens did it. No, I think I it was know. Last Jedi. I'm pretty sure it was Last Jedi. No. A, a, a sequel Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, James Cameron's made two of the uh, highest grossing films of all time. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah, this movie cost more than many of the movies we've reviewed made. Yeah. How much did it cost? 200 million. This cost more a lot than, more than making the Titanic. Titanic, yeah, it was only one and a half million. With inflation, it's like seven and a half million. And how much did this cost? 200 million. It's, it's pretty close. So you could have built <laughs> over... You, know, killed, 20, you could have built a lot of Titanics. Almost almost. <laughs> we could have sunk so many boats. <laughs> yeah. It looks like our closest uh, budget movie to date was Armageddon at 140 million. Armageddon, <laughs> Armageddon made what? Three billion dollars? Hey, four? I also recommended that movie. Or was that yours? Uh, oh, that was, no, you that you was, recommended. You oh no, I did. Jones. No, it was did. Tyler. Yeah. I, I was Tyler's that recommendation. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that one that one cost almost as much as Titanic. And uh, it made 500 million, which is still respectable, um, 553 million, but uh, that's nothing on the 1.8 billion that uh, Titanic made. Wow. It's an unfathomable amount of money, honestly, for a movie to make. Especially since, didn't you say, Scott, that James Kerman, he only wanted to make it just so he could, like, explore the... the well, he said that in a TED Talk in 2010. That's got to be the coolest thing a person has ever done. He's like, I really, really just want to be able to dive in Titanic, so I'm going to make more money than anybody has ever made on a movie. <laughs> in order to do that. Yeah, I, and that's just going to be a byproduct of what I wanted to do. But I mean, it's not like he didn't half-ass this by any means. He gave every single extra their own backstory. Yeah, over 150 plus extras. And like, he went all out making this movie. He spent more time uh, exploring the wreckage of Titanic than the passengers on Titanic did. Yeah, he took over 12 dives down to Titanic. And after the first time he came up, and he said he cried for like an hour like after he came back up on the boat, he said it was such a emotional like experience for him. And he actually got all the shots for the movie in his first dive. He just went back in 11 more times <laughs> just for funsies like, of all the tragedies. And I'm not saying this wasn't a tragedy, but of all the tragedies to be obsessed with why Titanic James. Well, I think it, I think mostly it's just because so many like influential people died. Interesting. Like so many of like the, the elite class of that day were wiped out in one tragic event i tell you what though they didn't get billy zane <laughs> they didn't he's, get billy Zane. he's still keeping the poor in their place <laughs> <laughs> he always wins exactly he always wins what else does he do what do i recognize him from zoolander as himself he was the mummy oh he's the mummy oh. that's right <laughs> yeah. that's why i recognize him he can't be brendan fraser <laughs> He's yeah, me. Brendan Fraser always wins. Brendan <laughs> Fraser always wins. And if he doesn't, he disappears for 20 <laughs> years from Hollywood. <laughs> Did you see there? So he's going to be the star of a new movie. Um, Brendan Fraser is? Yeah. Being directed by... Uh, Billy Zane? No. <laughs> no. By Darren Aronofsky. Oh, or whatever God. Saying. <laughs> Which I thought was so funny because oh, no. I, I like that was like all the headlines said is like Brendan Fraser to star in this new movie and then when you read the thing it's like it's about this like 400 pound obese man who like the like, elephant eats man himself basically. to death yeah. and well, it's gonna be Brendan Fraser yeah and I just love the idea it's like Brendan you're back in buddy like <laughs> you get a starring role you're back in the game oh what's the part you're gonna have to put on a lot of weight <laughs> you're gonna have to eat yourself to death <laughs> 
<laughs> I imagine too that they're definitely going to make him put on that much weight. They're not going to put on like a bodysuit or anything. Right. Absolutely. Darren Aronofsky's too uh, dedicated to the craft to not let Brendan Fraser gain 300 pounds. Um, yeah. So this movie though, getting back to the Titanic real also, quick. Also not to imply that Brendan Fraser is only a hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how much he weighs. He's probably 250. He's kind of fat. Yeah, has he put on some in his absence? I think so, yeah. Is it uh, Val Kilmer bad? Uh, no, <laughs> Val, Kilmer, Val Kilmer looks like uh, like a body snatcher took him. Because <laughs> not only does he look fat, but he just looks bad. Yeah, like he his looks skin fake. looks bad. And <laughs> he looks like he's wearing somebody else's skin. <laughs> oh, man. So Titanic was our, it, it is our winningest movie ever as well. Not only is it our most expensive, our highest grossing, it is our winningest movie. It won 11 Academy Awards. That's crazy. That's uh, an impressive amount of awards. Is so, that the <laughs> most awards any movies won? I think Return of the King. Return of the King beat yeah, it, I think. And that one had like 13, right? It had yeah. like 17 or something. No, crazy. I think it was 14 is how Oh, so I think, I think the whole series had like 17 or yeah, something. Correct. Yeah, correct. And most of them were Return of the King. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Cinematography, Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, Best Sound Mixing, Best uh, Editing, Best Sound Effects, Best Visual Effects, Best Original Song, Best Original Score. And then it was nominated for Best uh, Lead Actress, Best Supporting Act- Actress, and Best Makeup. I think we have to end the episode. You used up all of our time. <laughs> <laughs> listing that that list is somehow almost as long as this movie <laughs> that's i think he like uh james cameron like found the secret the longer the movie the more awards that makes a ton of sense yeah why so was just... the good and the bad the ugly so bad <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it's praised <laughs> that's true so how is... many academy awards did it have i, I don't remember <laughs> so is donnie darko and you hated that yeah i mean i'm not i didn't say Actually, no, I did say Donnie Darko isn't a good movie, and I stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, Scott, why why this movie? Um, I always just remembered really liking this movie. I'd only seen it maybe four times before this. <laughs> it's, it's 12 hours. It's a, <laughs> so maybe, I, yeah, wait. maybe four. Is. Are you like 65? How'd you watch this movie four times? <laughs> The reason this movie ran for like nine months or however long it ran is because they could only do one showing a day. I'm pretty sure I watched this three times the year it came out. In 1997? <laughs> yeah, like when it was out on VHS. When you were six years old? I think it came out in VHS in 98. And I remember because it had two VHS uh, Yeah, we had it at my house. And I watched it at home when we first got it. I watched it at my neighbor's house because they hadn't seen it and they wanted to watch it. And then some other time... Like later we watched it. So what you're telling me is you haven't watched this movie since 1998. No, I watched it once, maybe like four or five years ago. Okay. And then this, this time, I don't think I would have been allowed to watch it when I was seven. Me either. I, uh, watched it in theaters. Me and my mom in 1997, me, my mom and my grandma. And I remember my mom covering my eyes. This is a little hypocrisy on my mom's part. She covered my eyes during the nude portrait scene. (laughs) but not during the sex scene. (laughs) Why? Because the fog on the windows. (laughs) Right. It's like, I think it was like, I I don't know. It's some weird hypocrisy. Oh, like when he's drawing her. Yeah. She still covered your eyes. She covered my eyes when he was drawing her. 
but not when, when they, they were having sex. I thought you meant when they see the drawing at the beginning of the movie. Oh, she covered no, eyes for that no, part. no, no, no. That was that, that drawing. would be even funnier. She covered eyes for the drawing, but not the not real the thing. Just the most well-preserved drawing. It's been sitting in water for eighty-four years, and it's fine. Everything else is no, like in a booklet thing. Yeah, and that booklet is mush now. <laughs> It's crazy though. Uh, you should look sometime. Like there are some documentaries that have like artifacts that they've recovered from the Titanic. It's bizarre how well things are preserved. Uh, and I think I think it's just because of like I, I would guess maybe like how cold it is. I don't really understand, but there's that it sounds smart enough for me to be accept it to accept know? it. Yeah, like sure, I, cold. I don't know. I don't know. But it is bizarre how well things uh, have been preserved. Well, what did Tyler? You'd seen this before. What What was your take on watching it through this time? Yeah, I still love it. Uh, so I saw it. Yeah, like I said, when I was seven, and I really liked it even then as a seven year old. Um, I I enjoyed the movie. I don't think I appreciated most of it, but I enjoyed it. And then I've seen it a few more times since then. Um, and actually, I just rewatched it on my own last year. Um, and you know, honestly, I'm I was really shocked. Uh, watching it through this time, um, paying attention to like a lot of the effects, like how well those held up over time. Like, cause even like I watched some stuff from return of the King that was revolutionary and like some of the visual effects just really didn't hold up over the last 10 years or however long it's been. Um, longer, I guess. Like Legolas surfing the Oliphant trunk. Yes, exactly. That's pretty dope. I don't know what you're talking about. No, like the, like the visual effect just like, it was amazing then, but now like it just doesn't hold up as well. But with this, I was really blown away by how well all of the action sequences, all of the effects that are in that, how well those held up. And I think part of it is because so much of it was practical. It looked like it was mostly practical. Yeah. Um, but it, it held up real well. Even the, uh, I loved the computer generated, uh, shift between the wreckage of the Titanic into actual footage Mm -hmm. that they, like, I loved those transitions that they did. They had a couple of them and I thought they were stellar. Um, and I love, I love the story. I think it's a great romance. Uh, I'll never let go. I'll never let go either. Zach. Yeah, I know you and Jake have some similar opinions on this, but I'd I'd love to hear your your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So I had seen this movie once before, um, and I remember like I did. I didn't remember really much of the movie. All I remembered is that I didn't like it. Uh, and so going into this, going into it a second time, I didn't think I was gonna like it. I thought I would hate all of it. Um, and I I didn't mind it. I enjoyed parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel very mixed on this movie. I think there's a lot about the movie that I, I don't like at all. Um, like I wish that I could, this sounds like super pretentious and conceited, but almost just like give James Cameron some notes and it would have just, I know that sounds insane, but it's just more so it would have been like, I would have told him how I just would like the movie more. And I know I'm in the minority and I know most people like love it the way it is. And that's fine. I'm not saying that like I'm objectively right, but like there's changes that if they had made, I would have, perf- I would have liked the movie more. Um, <clears throat> I think some of the parts, like I'll start with some of the stuff that I liked. I liked all the Rose and Jack parts. Mm-hmm. I like the middle of the movie a lot. I hated the first 20 minutes 
And I kind of alluded to all this. the stuff in like current day. Yeah. Like all the deep sea, like treasure hunting parts. Like I kind of alluded to this back in the notebook. I just don't know why you have to do this. Like, like present your story as a flashback. Like I don't, I didn't like it in the notebook and I hated it in this movie because <laughs> it felt it, like I felt like it made the movie feel tonally all over the place. Mm. Like to look at where we are at the end of the movie and it's so intense and horrific and serious. And to think like this movie started with like these like treasure hunters cracking jokes and like cheesy dialogue. Like it, it just feels like, how is this the same movie? I don't even know. Like, I don't even remember where we started with this thing. It's cause it's not it, like the movie just evolved. It was so long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it pretty much was. But we spent 20 minutes with like the deep sea diver guys. And it's like, we didn't have to. This didn't need to be a part of the movie. Did not like that part of the movie at all. I, I felt like it could have been cut out, especially with how long this freaking movie is. Like, <laughs> let's trim some of the fat. When we get to Jack and Rose, I like it. It's interesting. I'm I'm engaged in the story. I like the the dynamic of those characters. I like... Um, how we have this girl who's just so disenfranchised by this lifestyle that she feels like she's stuck in. And I love, I really like the character of Jack. I find him really like charming and enjoyable and I love his outlook on life. He doesn't have a penny to his name and he's happier than all these rich people are. Um, and then all of a sudden we have this really left turn tonally wise when the ship is obviously when it hits the iceberg and it starts, everything goes, you know, terribly and it's disaster. It feels like a disaster movie. It's like, if you can separate them, like, I almost feel like I, I would have liked if these were two separate movies, mm. have a, have a movie with this non-specific voyage from Europe to America where Jack and, and Rose meet. And by the end of it, they either end up together. She leaves Cal and goes with him and they live happily ever after, or they don't. And they are, they live the rest of their lives with this feeling of like, you know, what would my life have been if I had gone with Jack, whatever. And then make a different movie where maybe the main, it's all just the focus is on the Titanic and the disaster of the Titanic and, and the main characters of the captain and Victor Garber's character and the guy with the mustache. I don't remember his role. The huntsman from Jumanji. Yes. Yeah. 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 I didn't realize he was that. the He was the owner of the ship. I think it just it, like, I don't know why it was like a thing to like turn like real life national tragedies into romance movies like this. And like, this is just like a better version of Pearl Harbor. <laughs> you know, like, like, why is that a same, thing? Same length, though. Same length. I know. Like, why is that a thing? Like, why is like, let's have I, a, let's have a Pearl Harbor. it brings some real life to the tragedy. Some humanity. It brings That's some the thing humanity is, to, to the tragedy. To me, it doesn't. Like, it feels like such a Hollywood, over-the-top romantic movie. Like, it, it doesn't feel, it to me, it doesn't feel genuine. Like, it's I think like. The, I think the jarring nature of the, the tonal shift is on purpose. Because it was a jarring tonal like the people shift that were on the for Titanic the didn't know they were going to be sinking and dying. I get that, but it's weird. Like up until it feels like a disaster movie, it feels like this really like, and I guess maybe this does just speak more to your point, but like it, it, it throws me off and maybe that's the part. Yeah, maybe. I, I think it is. Cause I think we're kind of experiencing it with them. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's a, that's actually a pretty good point. Uh, and I totally, I think I get what you mean now about like flash, like flashing why your story has to be flashing back. Um, just, you know, like social network, right? How terrible that is about how it's something taking place in the present that's flashing back to tell Not the story. Not at all. It, it, it works. It works. A perfect 10 of a movie. It works in the social network because it's not 
10% of the movie. It's not, it doesn't start with Mark Zuckerberg. Like this is what the story is. And then at the very end of the movie, we pick back to old man version of Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> like, like the flashback parts and the flash forward parts are essential to the story. Like we, you can't cut that out. Without I think that it, part. I think it's essential to this story. It doesn't need why. Yeah. Well, how is it I, think, essential? I think similar to what we talked about with the notebook you latched onto a part of the story that isn't the story they're telling. Right. I latched onto 90% of the movie. Uh, I don't I'm think saying, so. I'm I saying mean, cut the 10% out. No, because I mean, so again, like if all of, if the purpose of this movie is to put a human face on the tragedy of the Titanic, rather than it just be a moment in history, but it's a really human moment. You have to have the, you have to have the survivor like of, you know, telling the story of the human moment of this. Like it's essential to the story they tried to tell. It's not essential to the story that you latched onto, but it is an essential part of the story that James Cameron told. I think I might agree with what you're saying, but I don't think it needed to be that much. Like I think saving private Ryan did the same thing in five minutes where we see him at the beginning and we see him flashback to tell the story. And then we see him at the end and he's like upset and he's broken. And like, I think that's all we needed. Like it, it did the same private Ryan did it better because it didn't take 30 minutes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I would agree with that. And it, because like there's so little of it in saving private Ryan that there's not enough time to establish a tone yeah. where we do in Titanic. And the tone is like cheesy. It feels cheesy to me. Like, like to have this old lady, like, Oh, you want to know what we did next? Did we do it? And you know, yeah. and this like and she's like it's the most erotic moment of my life. Yeah, and I'm like, like it's stop just, talking. <laughs> yeah, and just like the hey boss, like we're close. Oh, you and know, she, like, here. I think part of the cheesiness of it was she was just a, a horrific actor, actress. Yeah, she it, was bad. Oh, it just it, it poor it sweet felt, old woman. Well, it felt had, like it, it, like especially at the very end, we're watching. I think and, this was her only movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, then don't do it. Yeah, no, I agree with Jake, and like. To end the movie on that note just felt like it like undercut the seriousness of what we just saw. Like I feel like I'm back to like it felt like a Michael Bay movie. That part of it felt like a Michael Bay movie. To me. Wow. I, wow. Ne I never, this is real. never would have thought you would have said that in this episode. But it's interesting. This is a yeah. real hot take. I'm gonna I'm gonna there's, digest and that. There's, I I honestly don't think I like a single like e just even the way that the story goes. I don't like a single thing that happens in the present day part of this storyline. Like I hate that she. It bugs me so much that, that she, she throws the, the jewel the the into the ocean. Like yeah, why is she wasting their time? Like why she's is like, she wasting so much money? Yeah, and she did that too. It, it, but it was like it was so much story for her to just be like, "Lol, I'm gonna drop this in the ocean." <laughs> yeah. like, are you kidding like, me? Like this guy just said like I've been spending like. <laughs> Like, at least well, give this guy some closure. Like, say, hey, I had it the whole time. Yeah. Well, she does in the original ending of the movie. Well. But that's not what we saw. And so, like, I don't that. think that that's, like, what matters at this point. You know? Like, what, sure. what the movie that was presented to us is what we're, is all we can go Well, with, I think right? part of it is. Well, like, no, because it's shot out. Like, you can watch it. You can watch the original ending. Because I, I feel like the studio was the one who decided to go back and reshoot the ending. I think I, I like I like your point though you said Scott where it like we're meant to think that this is just a lighthearted story that takes that drastic left turn. I think what bothered me about it is that like what we got felt like a freaking movie already. Like 
like by the time we're getting to the point where it feels like it should be wrapping up, like like we've seen the like story beats of Jack and Rose's story. You have as much movie it, left it as you have. It feels like before. the movie yeah, should be over already. And we still have an hour and 15 minutes of disaster movie. So it just feels like two movies smashed in together with weird bookends. Yeah, I I hear you. I, I just don't understand why it, it's not just as easily explained as we have one story and it's about a survivor of the Titanic. That's the story. Yeah. And it's about her story of surviving the Titanic. Then I don't like that story. That's fair. You can, I guess. You, you're free to dislike like, the story, I, but that is the story. Yeah. I like the idea. Like, I feel like maybe if it could have been executed a little bit better that I think my main issue is with the bookends. Like it feels like it undercuts the seriousness of the story. And I wouldn't even say like, I don't like the, the last hour and a half, the disaster part of it. Like I, I thought it was very well done. Like I, I haven't had a chance to get to it, but there was a lot of stuff about this movie that I thought was really good. And I thought the whole ending part of it, as hard as it was to watch, like I didn't enjoy watching it. And I feel like it's good that I didn't because it was so horrific. Um, and I thought it was very well done. Um, and I actually expected to really not like any of the movie leading up to that point. And I did really enjoy Jack and Rose's story. Mm. Um, there's times during the sinking where it feels a little adventure movie-ish it does yeah where, like jack and rose are like running through hallways and like they're blocked filling up by with water and... yeah and it just feels a little bit like this feels like an adventure movie and that feels weird it, it felt like too much we're like like billy zane is sh- chasing shooting. him through the titanic shooting at him yeah like that was and i was like this is so it, it's it, it felt unnecessary yeah like i thought he was great as the villain uh, because he was just like a normal person. But then, yeah, when he gets to the point where he's shooting at them, it's like, okay, this is like an adventure movie villain. Yeah. Like it felt very unnecessary. I think at the beginning of it, if you would have described this movie to me as uh, a movie where the huntsman from Jumanji bullies King Theoden into crashing his ship and then Billy (laughs) Zane. That's Theoden? Yeah, and then Billy Zane wages war on the poor at the same time. (laughs) I would have been like, cool, I'm on board. (laughs) Sounds like a great time. And then I got there and I was like, oh, wow, this is... Like, I felt like when I was watching the beginning part, I did, like, well, I hated the the flashback as well. I'm totally with you. And then when we got into the, when we got into the flashback, I was like, I, the no, forward part. You the idea the, of the flashback. Yeah. You hate the present day parts. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't think they were needed. Uh, but then when we got into it, I really did. I enjoyed Jack, like Leo. I love Leo and everything. And like, I liked his interactions with Rose. I liked that whole thing. But and this is, I think, my fault more than anything. I think a lot of it was undercut for me where, like, I couldn't get in, get invested in it because I knew that was coming. Like, like what was coming? I was like, when are we going to get to the ship sinking? Like, that's what this is about. Like, somebody's going to die. Like, why am I going to get that invested in these people, you know? And so maybe that's just because knowing what happens. And then so, also, yeah, you didn't even lend yourself to the story. Um, but, like, and I think when I did, when I tried to get, when I tried to put that aside, I was like, okay, I, I think this is fun. I like their romance. And then after they hit the iceberg, it, the movie hit, the, hit a wall for me. Like they hit the iceberg and uh, so did I. I was just bored. <laughs> I was like, this is like, I we I get it. I'm not really here for an action movie. Uh, we could have had 30 minutes of sinking, not an hour and 15 minutes of sinking. You know, I wasn't. Well, Scott, you pointed out something interesting. About uh, the length of the, the uh-huh. crash scene. Yeah, the uh, the crash scene took 37 seconds on screen, 
And that's actually how long Titanic was in contact with the iceberg in, in real life. As well. I thought you were going to say that the scenes on the boat are two hours and 40 minutes, which is how long it took Titanic to sink. That's those are, that's also true. Yeah. I think that's what, we're, yeah, what you that were was getting what at. I was getting. I, oh. yeah. I think, uh, it's easy for me to feel like there's a lot of like bad in this movie because the movie is so freaking long that it just seems like, there's yeah. so much, I, was, I guess, bad in it. But, I, like, I do have to say, too, like, there's a lot in it that, I like, I liked the majority of it. I, I don't feel like this is best picture worthy. But, like, to have, like, the fact that it's this movie that everyone, like, looks back fondly on and really likes, I totally get it. And it's like, yeah, like, it, it is a movie. I'm happy that I've seen it. Like, I'm better for seeing it. Um, and th there's a lot about it that I do really like. I will say too, like just as a point of, again, not right or wrong, but maybe just to offer a different perspective for you guys. Like literally when I watched this two weeks ago or something, you came home something and like I just that, finished yeah. it. And it was like, I, I, there was a moment. It was when she's on the, she's being, she's been saved. And, uh, she, uh, like, uh, she just is, uh, going, uh, they're taking her name and she gives the name Dawson Rose Dawson. Um, at that moment I thought about it and it's like all of the action has sort of died down and everything. And I thought, you know, this is a three hour movie and I seriously wouldn't take a, a, a second out of it. I, I went back when it was over and I watched the hour of deleted scenes like immediately after, like, because wow. I felt like it was still not capturing all of it enough. I honestly felt like you could have cut this movie down by half. Like, like what is this a three hour, 15 minute movie? Yeah. You could have brought it down to about a two hour movie. I think you could have, it just and would I, have been a terrible movie. I don't know. I don't think, I think it, it would have, have won anything it. that it won. If you cut anything out of this movie, like I think you can make this movie in two hours and sacrifice either all of the historical detail that went into it or all of the human uh, interest of it. I mean, like what historical detail did we get after the ship crashed? You know, like what, what did, after the ship hit the iceberg? I mean, how it crashed, everything, like how it broke apart, what people were doing, like all of that stuff is real accounts of stuff that happened on the Titanic. But I feel interesting like fact that I don't even know if I shared with you guys is some of the lines from um, when like parents are handing off like kids onto the rescue boats. Those were real lines that were told to survivors of Titanic that they documented that it was the last thing they heard their dad say. Right. And a lot of that is like, there's a ton of that. That's like, he, he spent a lot of detail on even throughout the whole wreckage. Like the only thing that isn't historically accurate is Rose and Jack. But that's, I feel like most of, I feel like that's 40 minutes of the hour, 40, 50 minutes of the hour is them running around the boat, them getting chased by Billy Zane. Like that's most of what we're getting after Leo getting beat up by his like, yeah, his, getting beat up by the guy like sure, Rose but, hunting down an ax. But all of that is motivation to get all of these other moments. So then you're just jamming them together in what feels like a crappy documentary. I don't know. Like, I feel like those moments, I feel like we could have got those moments in, uh, in yeah. a few minutes and it could have been an O. I agree with Jake. And I think like, uh, I think why it doesn't really work for me. Like this idea of like, we were having these human stories and like being bought into these human stories before is that Jack and Rose's relationship feels very Hollywood romance movie ish to me. Well, so it is. Yeah, I know, but so it doesn't feel like realistic. Well, and again, like 
the what I was talking about, like human interest, I'm talking about and, and historical realism. I'm talking about Dream. all the other yeah. people that they're interacting with. Definitely. They're just the vehicle. Their love story is the vehicle for us to understand all of the other passengers on the Titanic. Yeah, I, I think more so I'm trying to kind of justify why to me it just felt like this huge tonal, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A left turn and, and why it, it kind of took me out of the movie a little bit. Yeah, well, and, and again, I, I agree. I think it is a tonal left turn, but I think it's a super intentional and super effective tonal left turn because all of these people were living their best life, just high on the hog on the unsinkable ship. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then in, in 30 seconds, all of that goes out the window for them. Yeah. And so many of them, maybe not all of them, but for a lot of them, and then so many of them are in denial about the whole thing. Like yeah. as the, like that's where the phrase polishing the brass on a sinking ship comes from, it comes from the Titanic. The story of the Titanic is that so many people were uh, just in denial as it's, as, as they're seeing the water come up around their feet. And I don't know how you tell that story emotionally and effectively short. Uh, interesting too. Some of the things like uh, the the musicians playing music through the end of the singing ship—that's real. That actually happened too. I liked those guys. I thought that they were fun. Uh, not fun, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it was. It was. It was like a little light break in the middle of it. We we're like, okay, we just these guys are like they have some like tender, like nice moments where like yeah. they're leaving, and he's like, I'm just gonna keep playing. And they're like, okay, we're going down um, with you. Yeah. I think like some things I was thinking about was like that I, I wasn't thinking in the middle of the movie, but like those guys that they won these tickets from mm. must be like the luckiest guys. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> like, oh, I lost a poker hand and I didn't die. <laughs> yeah. Because like they were devastated. Yeah, Sven. Yeah. Sven. <laughs> Do you think that they like ended up like talking about it in their room? Cause these guys knew who Sven was. Yeah. I don't know. You? They must've, he must've been like, Hey, who are you? Well, they, they cause they said he like, said, like he, where's Sven? Where's Sven? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I will speak a little bit to uh, just the 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 current day, the present day stuff. I actually really like the ending, how it is, for a couple reasons. One is the the heart of the ocean that she is holding on to kind of represents her experience from the Titanic to her, and she promised Jack she was never going to let go, which is why she held on to it, never sold it. It's been a, a, a private thing to her, and so at the end, it's kind of her like finally like letting go letting go she's told her story now she's kind of letting it go and, and giving it back and then at the very end there's a little bit of like a lost moment where she finally like i think she dies in her bed oh that's what it's like supposed to symbolize and she's finally like meeting jack again on the titanic along with yeah. all the passengers that were waiting for that her in lost purgatory died. that yeah. was i i didn't like that scene at all I, yeah i thought that was, was that supposed to be like heaven or like yeah, like, it's I, yeah, it's I, lost purgatory. It's, it's like the last the season of lost. lost. I yeah. get it, but like that whole thing, I thought was weird. That sucks for her, like actual husband that she married. Like, the, yeah, she <laughs> never, never told go. her about it. Yeah, yeah, that was weird to me too. It's like you never told. Like Jack changed the course of her life. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I think that's a little weird too. I'm not saying I agree with that decision. <laughs> and she's on just her. like I never told anyone. Like, she, well, she's so confident in that decision. I mean, just to like take a step back, I think Allie was gonna do the same thing to lawn in the notebook. Like, yeah, but he like knew about Noah, didn't he? No, I'm sure she would have told him at some point. Well, he was surprised maybe, when maybe he not, found out, yeah. but also it, like, <laughs> he was surprised when he she, she didn't meet him on went. one of the most, in like, a lot of ways. The notebook is Titanic. They're very similar. <laughs> they are really similar. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I there was that weird boat scene <laughs> in, in that book that I didn't, I didn't really get. There was, they all got super wet from yeah. all the water. Yeah, and he said, never let go. And she said, I won't. And then he said, I'm, I'm king of the world. <laughs> That's what she said. Why didn't you write to me? He yeah. Said, I'm king of the world. <laughs> it's like, we're on a boat. I've known you for two days. But the difference though, is that like to Allie at that point, like Noah is like a young love who she thinks just d didn't care about her anymore. And so she moved on. Whereas Jack is like, because of Jack one, it, she meets him during the most traumatic event of her life. Well, maybe that's part of it too, though, is she doesn't, doesn't want to relive it. Doesn't want to relive the trauma. Yeah, I get, I guess so. Cause that's true of most like especially today, like some of these older survivors of like World War II and and even Vietnam, like it took me up until very recently to get my grandpa to even acknowledge that the Vietnam War was a thing. Hmm. Like I would, I when I was a kid, I like found some of his war stuff and like brought it to him, and he was like, "That didn't happen." Like, wow. like it's just it's hard to relive like some of these insane traumas for people. Yeah, that makes sense. You think about it, 2,200 people, only 700 made it. Yeah, 2,200 went into the water. 700 came out. <laughs> I, uh, there's a, a, a bit that happens in the beginning, in the present day part where uh, the like fatter guy is like walking them through how it sank. Oh yeah, yeah. And I thought that I was just, so insensitive. I just—it was yeah. very insensitive. I just—I uh, what I loved about it is I—I I feel like no one asked him to do that. Yeah, <laughs> like he just like, and they're just like, she was there. Yeah. Like, she, let her tell the story. <laughs> she she knows. He just knew that she was going to say it was the most erotic moment of my life. And he was trying to delay it. <laughs> I, uh, I well, I mean, because at this point, uh, they don't believe her. Like they he don't, doesn't believe her. Yeah, but uh, nobody really believes her because even at the very end, uh, like after she's told the story and everything like that, uh, they, uh, Bill Paxton and the daughter are on the, you know, bridge and she's like, uh, and he says, do you really think she was there? Like, do you really think she lived this? Like, he didn't believe her until the very end. Oh, I thought that he believed her because she talked about the heart of the sea and he had told nobody that's what he was doing. Well, I mean, that, like, he was that's like... That's what piqued his interest. That's what piqued his interest. On, on but the at the, by the end, he was, like, still, like, not fully trusting that any of this was real, that that she knew what she was talking about. Um, and... Uh, that would also be a very elaborate story for an 84-year-old woman to make up just to get a ride to a ship. <laughs> I thought it was weird that she brought her goldfish. That's what her. I was going to say. She brought <laughs> so much crap. I like, I was laughing when they brought her out of the helicopter. I was like, this is, this lady's insane. <laughs> I wouldn't believe her either. She brought her Pomeranian in her lab. Yeah. I think uh, we didn't do it. And I, I think I want Jake to do it. Jake, can you give us the like 15 second TLDR for Titanic? Uh, TLDR for Titanic. Uh, poor guy wins a, wins a luxury cruise line and ends up freezing for some lady he just met. <laughs> pretty accurate yeah, that works that's pretty, yeah like that's pretty good that's very good i'm into it that uh another thing that i thought the whole movie and i don't know if i'm gonna get anybody to agree with me his friend did he just sound vaguely like borat to you <laughs> no no so, uh, the whole time i was like why does he why is he friends with borat <laughs> mauricio or fabrizio yeah. fabrizio that's uh that's all i could think about while he was on screen honestly all i was thinking about this time was his name fabrizio and i just kept thinking of fabrizio <laughs> there's there's a moment where he finds him at the very end of the movie like when everything's sinking and he like he's like Fabrizio and he gives him this big hug 
And like, I realized after the fact it's because he's just happy that the guy's alive. Right. But in the moment I'm thinking like, since we haven't seen him in two hours, <laughs> the Jack also just has not seen him the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like, oh yeah, you're here too. He kind of like, there's little moments where I think they're together. Like when he brings Rose to the party, I think Fabrizio's there, right? Yeah. And in it, like, oh, in a, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like they're hanging out a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. What I thought was funny though was, uh, Jack was new to this whole thing and uh, but he at the same time was kind of like, let me show you how to really party like he's been doing it his whole life. Well, I think that he had been doing that. I think he had been like common class partying where she had never done that. Got it. And she was introducing him to her world of high class partying, which is like the snobbery and the talk about money. Mm-hmm. Also, can we talk about I I freaking love and you guys may hate, uh, but I love the character um, of Molly Brown. Oh yeah, I like her a lot. Oh yeah, no, I oh, she wait, was that, my uh, favorite character. What's yeah. her name? Bobby um, Boucher's mom, Kathy Bates. Kathy, Kathy Bates. Bates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I loved her character. She, I yeah, I felt like she grounded. Like she, like when we were talking about because Molly Brown was a real person who survived the Titanic and was therefore then dubbed the unsinkable Molly Brown. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was the, like, she gave me more human investment in the sinking of the Titanic than Rose and Jack, just because I know in my head, Rose and Jack aren't real. So this whole time, this is like, yeah, this might've happened. Like a love, a romance between. Sure. It just wasn't Jack. It wasn't Jack. And I doubt that it was a, that they didn't know it until after they had decided on Jack Dawson. And then they were looking through the original ships, like manifest Manifest. of names. And they were like, Oh, there is a Jay Dawson. Also, if our Jay Dawson was on there, then he wouldn't have been on the ledger because he won his thing. Right. That's true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yes, because there was no record of of him having ever existed. That was like one of the last lines. I think one of, if not maybe my favorite moment of the movie is when Molly Brown is in the boat and she's kind of like looking at everyone like, come on, like we have to go back. Yeah. That I I really like that scene. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I thought that they were like when she was saying, I was like, "Oh yeah, they're gonna go right," and then nobody wanted. Yeah, to. I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, the dude threatens to throw her overboard if she talks again. She yeah, there were moments of like, um, I, I think I'm using this word right, levity, right? Yeah, levity. Like, like there were some like some really like moments of levity during that sinking hour that we got that hit me hard, like very powerful. Um, and that, I mean, obviously that's one of them. Um, but, um, Oh, maybe not levity then. Yeah. Levity's like, levity's light. like lighthearted, right? Yeah. yeah. I knew I wasn't using that right. I, th- I, I, I'll, I, we should have found out where you were going. Before yeah. We before we agreed to levity. Yeah. I'll just say there were some really powerful moments in that. Mm-hmm. Le- that was one of them, obviously. And I'm trying to remember some other ones right now. Um, I, I think one of the moments that like really struck me was when um okay so first of all who the heck is the guy with the mustache what was his role i think he was the the owner owner. he was the owner yeah when the owner gets in the boat and the guy directing them just like stares at him and and pauses for like five seconds and then says like lower it like that was like a powerful moment yeah and from what i understand a true story jeez uh yeah that one the other one that really gets me during the sinking was uh it, it was two moments with Victor Garber. Um, one where he tells Rose, like he's bewildered and she's like, tell me what's happening. And he says, 
do you remember what I told you about the lifeboats? Mm. And, you know, they have this just kind of unspoken moment. And that's when she realizes, really, I think that she needs to save Jack kind of a thing and not uh, her fiance, Billy Zane, whatever yeah, yeah, his real name. Cal. Cal. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Cal Ripken. But then when, uh, when she and Jack are running and she passes by um, Victor Garber's character again and he's standing just like at the fireplace and uh, he tells her like, I'm sorry, I didn't build you a stronger ship. That was really like not real, but very like uh, hit me. I thought you were going to say when those guys walk out in their Sunday best and order a brandy while the ship is sinking. <laughs> I that I like- was that was uh, Guggenheim. Who? Uh, have you ever heard of the Guggenheim family, the Guggenheim Museum? No, they're one of the wealthiest families in the world. Um, but that was, that was the, the patron at the time, the, the, he was one of the richest at that point. He probably was the richest man in the world. I, I really like the scene with Victor Garber when he is just walking through that like banquet hall Mm. and like one of the waiters comes up and like asks if he wants a drink. Yeah. And he's just like, no one knows what is going on. That was another kind of really powerful moment. Well, yeah, throughout the whole thing, like they keep running into these like rich people who yeah. think, oh, this is just a drill of some kind. Meanwhile, they're locking all the poor people down in the lower deck saying you can't come up and they know we're sinking because they're getting water. Already. Yeah, they're they're drowning mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. yeah. And and the mother sends the servants back to the room to put tea on. And yeah, like there is a moment at the very end because uh, at the very end of the movie, um, Obviously, everyone is in the water and frozen except for Rose because she got on that plank of wood. Mm-hmm. And the rescuers are coming in there. They're paddling through all the just the frozen bodies. Frozen bodies yeah. And they look down and they see this frozen mother holding her frozen baby. Mm. And I looked over at Kate and I'm just like, this is the movie that Scott picked for Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Dan and Athena Day. <laughs> you're right i'm sorry but like still yeah that's a bit of a bummer Scott. we started with when harry met sally and we're at <laughs> frozen babies well it's not <laughs> what a, a journey this isn't a rom-com <laughs> i know but geez <laughs> well i mean it, this it, is a rom drama. it stops being a rom drama at some point though and it's just it's just a bummer <laughs> just disaster movie yeah I mean, I don't like yeah, the notebook I, was a rom drum. I but. don't think that's fair. I th- because again, like I think that, like I I just think that it depends on what you think the purpose of the movie is. Sure, I know, and and you guys have actually talked. Like I think I'm gonna end up rating this higher than I was planning to. Like you guys have brought my opinion of the movie up a bit, um, and I've I've already kind of gone over some really powerful moments in the movie. I still don't really consider this a romantic movie. <laughs> I enjoy Jack and Rose's relationship. That's my favorite part of the movie. That's the most enjoyable part of it for me. Sure. But I'm not bought in on their romance. Like I'm sure. unaffected. Jack's I, I'm not sad when Jack dies. I'm unaffected by their, their romance. It, you know, it's cause you have in, no heart. Yeah. I think it's cause you have no heart. I, it's interesting I, that you're not sad when Jack dies because of how much you liked Jack. Like I was still like, man, I wish, I wish Jack would have made it. So yeah. the and fact maybe, that we added the present day made you care less about the past. <laughs> And it might also you said you'd rather be just the past. Yeah. So we have less characters and you're still not liking. I'm not really bought in on their romance, but I, I feel like that makes your version of the movie even worse then. <laughs> maybe. And maybe that's why I liked it less than you guys. did. 
Oh man. I have a couple questions for you guys though. Yeah. Yeah. Leonardo. Oh, I'm sorry. Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Uh, as good of an actor as everyone says he is. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. He, cause I feel like he, like, is he a really good actor? Or is he just really good at overacting? Ooh. The silence isn't I'll great say, for podcasts. I'll say this. I've never watched a Leo movie and thought about his acting. What do you mean by that? So when I, there's plenty of movies where I'm watching them and I get pulled out and I start thinking about this person's acting this part. Because they're acting poorly. Either they're acting poorly or, or, they're over, or overacting or overacting or maybe even the director of, for, made some kind of decision that pulled me out or whatever it may be. I've never had that happen with Leo. Like I've always been drawn into his characters, no matter every movie that I think I've seen of his. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would say he's as good an actor. I, I, I get your point and I, it like made me think, but when I think about things like Gilbert grape or, uh, you know, I, I completely forgot about Gilbert grape. Yeah. When I think about that or even like great Gatsby, like he didn't overact that part at all. Um, and, you know, in some ways I felt like he delivered exactly Robert Redford from the original Great Gatsby. Like, like he acted it perfectly to another instance of that same character kind of a thing. Um, so I don't know that I would say that that's true. I think he is really as good an actor as everybody says he is. For sure. I think I, I agree with Tyler. And I think I agree with you guys too. And he's just, he's so, he's so charismatic. I can't help but love him. He is. No matter who he really is. is. Yeah. This was my first Leo movie that I ever saw. And so maybe that's part of it too, that it holds a very special place in my heart. The first Leo movie I saw was Blood Diamond. Oh, that's a really good I one. I really like Blood Diamond. Yeah. I've never seen Blood Diamond. Ooh. Oh, Zach. Oh, that's going on Just as violent. <laughs> it, it, I think Probably it's more, more violent. violent. It's way more violent. <laughs> more graphic. Less people probably, die. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it, it's it's violent uh, like... The 1,500 people die in this one. Yeah, but people are being violent on purpose. You know, it, it's not yeah, like just yeah. something happened. Yeah. It gets, yeah, it's more violent. More people are violent in that one. And this one, Mother Nature is more violent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Physics is pretty violent yeah. in this movie. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's spin up those those non-servers, however that works. Jake still has yet to adequately explain it to us. You know, it's just, there's, there's some adding happening <laughs> and uh, it's somewhere else. <laughs> That's about as simple as I can get there. All right, Scott, what would you give this movie? I'm going to give it uh 8.8. Uh yeah, just 8.8. I'm not going to I'm not going to name stuff. Jake I'm going to give it a 7. Zach. Yeah, like I said, you guys talked it up uh or you guys convinced me. Um I was going to give it probably like a 6.5 or so, but I'm Oof. I'm going to give it a 7 as well. That's crazy the exact same thing happened to me. Really? I was I, before we even got here and I don't really think about it before we get to the discussion because I feel like the discussion changes it. Yeah. But I was like I'm probably going to give this a 6, 6 and a half. Yeah. And so you guys did you talked me up, but I I was I was definitely going to go yeah, lower. Kudos to you guys. I will stand by though. I don't think it should have won best picture, especially cuz I looked it up and it beat Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. This be Goodwill Hunting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. And that's a little unforgivable for me. Yeah. I'm going to give this movie a 9.1 uh, Celine Dion songs. Quite the spread we got here today. Yeah, this we is... from 7 to 9. We're, we're split. With an 8 in the middle. Sure. I feel like this Wait, is the What fir- did you give it? 8. No, 8.8. I'm a oh, Tyler. Okay. 
I was gonna say, I feel like this is the first time that it's been Jake and I against Scott and Tyler. Dude, I probably. Have. Nice. Probably. That's how you know you're wrong. We, <laughs> I mean, we this changed is our the opinions. Good, the bad, and the ugly guy. <laughs> Again, IMDb top ten movie. Like, I'm not taking crap for that movie. <laughs> All right. It's better than any movie and, you've nominated. Yeah. Wait. IMDb. Let's not forget that Jake was team. There will be blood. Yeah, That's and I, and I was Team Inglorious Bastards. I, I nominated that movie. We all I voted nominated in that, that movie. Yeah. Inglorious Bastards was the highest rated movie we have. Yeah, yeah, and I picked it. Yeah, but I I agreed with you. I th- so I voted so it well. you know. <laughs> all right, you, you still had the lowest average, and you have our highest movie. Yeah, I blame you. <laughs> I blame you guys for we that. We all voted it low, but you guys all disagreed with everybody else. <laughs> Well, uh, just as a reminder, uh, the other guys gave this an 89%. Uh, IMDb gave it a 7.8. And on Rotten Potatoes, Titanic is an 80%. I wish it was lower. <laughs> I wish it was about a 7. I think 9.1 is a little generous. Yeah. For something with an 11 Academy Awards. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's crazy. How, how many uh, other movies have we had that had that many? None. Oh, that's right. <laughs> how many other movies have been uh, some of the most watched in history? Uh, none. Oh, okay. Was, was get, it $1.8 billion box office? Well, 2.3. 2. Oh, with the. Uh, okay. Opens, we can yeah. do this about any. Like, we could do this about good and the bad and the ugly. Like, oh, yeah. What was its box office? How many Academy <laughs> Awards did it win? 67. <laughs> with, inflation, with inflation. With inflation. I don't know. Tyler has those numbers. $6? Because <laughs> <laughs> this, wasn't, this wasn't considering inflation. I know, but I, I don't think Titanic's going to make any. 30 years ago. I'm saying, I don't think Titanic's going to make any film critics top 10 list of movies all time and good and the bad the good the bad and the ugly is going to be on a lot of them so i'm Thank just you. saying i'm saying you could Maybe. make this kind of case for a lot of different types of movies you know it's top 100 for us <laughs> it is <Yep>. yeah <laughs> that's true it is top 100 uh as but soon yeah as we get to like 106 though the good and the bad and the ugly is gonna be out I definitely don't agree that this movie uh or that the notebook is better than this movie I do. I, 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 I stand pretty, pretty, pretty it is, proud on it that one. It is tough too when like a movie like this, like uh, just its practical effects are so impressive. Yeah. Up it, against a movie like The Notebook that didn't need any to say like The Notebook is better. But if you ask me like, what, what do I want to watch? I'm going to pick The Notebook every single time. So I can't objectively say Notebook is better, but I like I, it more. I think what you do is you ask what it tried to accomplish and you rate it based on whether or not it accomplished I can say it. that there's some things that like for me detract from what the Titanic is trying to accomplish, like sending uh, Rose to Titanic heaven at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't like Titanic heaven. I, I, I hated just go to regular heaven. <laughs> I hated Titanic heaven. I hated that like she has to spend eternity with a bunch of strangers, essentially, and <laughs> and Jack, who she knew for three days. And I'm assuming Cal's there. That's got to be awkward. No, he went to Titanic. He went to Titanic hell for sure. For sure, went to Titanic. I just feel bad for her, like like most of her life husband. Like she, he doesn't get to spend eternity with her. 
She chooses like Jack. She didn't like him all that much anyway. <laughs> How do you know? She don't don't know what's he done for her lately? She didn't even t- tell him that she was on Titanic. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. She chooses to forgo her husband, her whole family, her granddaughter who takes her to the ship to begin with to spend it with Jack who she knew for like three days. Yeah, but she... She would have been dead without him. I'm not a fan of Titanic. Evan. No, you she can... wouldn't have been dead without him. Without him, she would have just gotten off the boat. Yeah, she would have gotten boat. on the boat. No, without him, she would have killed herself earlier. You don't know that. Like, she didn't want to jump. Some... Even Yeah, like... even Jack said you wouldn't have jumped. You would have done it already. Yeah, but she slipped on her way back over. <laughs> so That's she, true. she probably still would have died. <laughs> All right, I'll concede that point to you. Well, if it makes you guys feel better, uh, this movie definitely dropped my. Uh, it was a it was a blow to my average for sure. Uh, so, congrats on successfully, flex, but okay, Wait, for knocking what? me down. <laughs> Wait, what? This was my movie. Oh, this was your movie. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I thought this was my movie. You we liked notebook. your movie. Yeah. <laughs> We liked your movie. We just we just sat and abused the last the, the ten minutes we didn't for most the for most for all the episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's more interesting to to be mad. <laughs> well, Scott and I will continue to come back again and again with high rated movies that you guys can hate on. <laughs> I've now you know how I feel every oh, week. Yeah, yeah. Like every month, every month I'm like IMDb top ten movies, like like critically acclaimed movies, and you're like. Two, three. Because <laughs> yeah. they're trash. You're trash. Yeah, I was going to say. But Scott, Zach, you're usually on our side on Jake's things. So a, you, this is just a like, one-time thing. You're, like, you're defending him <laughs> against yourself. No, it's, it's Scott, it's, Scott's t- coming in here and bringing Independence Day and rating it like a nine. Okay. <laughs> what did Scott, I rate Independence Day? Uh, you rated Independence Day a says, seven, eight. <laughs> I mean, I like Independence Day, but Independence Day is not a 7.8, is it? No. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, he also rated this an 8.8, so. Yeah, know. and he rated there will be about a 5. <laughs> he's point since, one. He, f- point one. And that he's point since, one is more insulting. And he's since admitted that he rewatched it and liked it more. You rewatched it? Uh-huh. Okay, that's, that, that's you, good. What would you rate it now? Uh, it, it still wouldn't be super high for me. I wanted you to say I'm not going to say it on, on the pop though. <laughs> okay. never yeah. mind then. So with all that abuse, uh, Jake, do you have any final thoughts for us? I don't should we know. get to what we're going to watch next week? Oh yeah. We should probably do that. Oh yeah. So next week, uh, we have, uh, Zach's nomination and we're finally out of the Dan and Athena month of love. So Can't what, wait to get out of it. <laughs> what have you, finally. Uh, what have you got for us? Zach Titanic two <laughs> Titanic two. <laughs> it's better the second time. <laughs> Uh, it's just going to be Titanic again. <laughs> yeah. Got it. But we call it too. I'm going to make us watch Titanic, but with all of the deleted scenes. The 1958 version. Yeah. Called uh, A Night to Remember. Yeah, A Night yeah. to Remember. Yeah. No, I'm going to have us watch Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Okay. That is, that's an interesting movie. I'm excited to watch it again. Wait, have you seen it, Scott? Mm-mm. Okay, good. I also haven't seen it all the way oh, through. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so it's an interesting left turn from Titanic. That's for oh, sure. For sure. I'm, I'm excited for, you know, a departure from what we've been doing. If you guys don't like it, I'm pretty sure it's only an hour and a half. Hey, there you go. So you're saying I could just watch Titanic halfway through instead. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's, uh, Scott, for the rest of the podcast, you always have the option of <laughs> watching the same runtime of Titanic. <laughs> 
if you would like. You but don't you, think we're going to have any movies longer? But you can't... No. What if you would do like The Good, The Bad, The Ugly 2? The Good, The Bad, The Ugly is not longer than Titanic. Like, <laughs> it the just good, the feels the like longer. Two hours, 15 minutes. So much longer. I, I don't know. I disagree with that. If, if you guys I m- thought about quitting the podcast. I mean, you're just an idiot. <laughs> like, there's nothing else to say. I was like, am I really going to subject myself to this every month? Dude, it was rough. <laughs> I would rather. Wait, we're not even watching it this year. This year, what did I do? <laughs> All right, Jake. With that abuse, do you have any final words? Oh, I don't know. I'm just gonna go. Home.